What's up? Proudly presented by Master Electricians. Welcome to the Master Electricians podcast, What's Up? To start off 2021, we're all about new year, new career. Proudly sponsored by ETCO. Welcome to another episode. Uh, We are talking about some of the myths that come with being an electrician. Uh, today, and I am joined by our wonderful regional managers, Bruce and Nigel. Bruce uh, looks after our Waikato Bay of Plenty, Hawke's Bay, and Nigel is pretty much everything north of the Bombays. Um, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for uh, taking some time out to join me today. Hello. Hello. Thanks, Rebecca. Lovely intro. Aww. Um Right, so we, we were having a bit of a discussion in the office about, you know, what an electrician actually does, because there's a couple of us that aren't electricians, but a lot of, a lot of the guys are. Um, and of course, the first thing that comes to mind is electricians just pull wires. You know, you think of an electrician coming into your home and wiring up a light. Um, and that's a bit of a myth, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very large, diverse trade. You know, you can be fixing you can be fixing an old lady's oven light one minute, and the next minute you could be whizzing off down the road to repair a million dollar machine in somebody's um, industrial factory. You know, um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit to it. A lot to learn, and you're always learning. Yeah, and there's also a lot of different kind of areas too, isn't it? It's not you know, people think of electricians as being. Um, in, in your home, but you can actually do quite a bit with it. Um, there are, are a variety of areas, like aviation, for example. Yeah, I started off in, in, um, in Whakatane in the Bay of Plenty, um, doing a lot of housing work, a lot of rewires, a lot of work in the rural community. And then I came to Auckland, got into commercial work, but a lot industrial, and then yeah, about five years ago, I wanted a change, and um, I ended up working at Auckland Airport, um, doing work there airside. So I was effectively learning a brand new trade. I was learning airfield lighting. Um, so I mean, that's a good example of the diversity of the trade. You know, you can go from uh, doing basic housing work one minute to the next minute you're out driving around, you know, A380s and, and um, airplanes out, out on, you know, New Zealand's busiest um, busiest airport. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is, it's a huge trade. You never stop learning. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon, Bruce? Well, there's no doubt that there's, there is huge diversity there, but I think also when young people go into the trade that um, the beauty of it is, is that they can actually find their niche in there as well. There isn't just one way to be an electrician, and I really like that is that some guys may be more tweaked towards, I don't know, they love working with people and so then they get involved in a residential point of view where they can actually um, start a project for somebody. It might be a new house or an alteration or something like that and they'd be really involved with the people side of things. Technically, it might not be so full on, but that would tick the boxes for them. And then we've got those, um, those young people or those people who go into the trade and um, and they just really um, get the wheels turning with the industrial control side of things. Or and so you know, um, like you said, nice. There's no stopping with the learning, and the trade is always changing. And I kind of think, probably like you, I had the privilege of being trained in many different areas, which then gave me the confidence to take on work in those many areas as well. So. 
yeah, man, just heaps of heaps of different ways in which young people can can choose to go when they enter into the trade. Yeah. See, but Bruce, you also um, went in a slightly different direction um, from Nigel in the fact that you you started your own company too as well. So you were in business. You were a businessman as well as an electrician. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I served my apprenticeship, um, the um, <laughs> I probably jumped into it a bit soon, but um, the guy that I served my apprenticeship with asked me to go into partnership with him. So that was the first business that I actually got involved with. It was a really good um, learning opportunity. You know, I got to see another side of what it was. I, I guess rather than being an electrician, you've been a businessman. You learned about the numbers and how it was um, that you could actually make money and things like that. And then, um, yeah, and then um, just recently, um, I've just sold my company, but have um, started up uh, my own company from scratch. And and to me, that was a pretty exciting thing because it was about um, building good relationships, uh, making sure that your work was up to scratch because word of mouth, you know, is your, is your best advertising and things like that. So... For me, um, that got my wheels turning, um, the excitement of running and having my own company. And yeah. So, mm. so it's, yeah, it is really varied. So that really puts pay to, you know, just pulling wires. Yeah. Um, but also for me, that whole pulling wires thing, I mean, it, does, it doesn't sound very attractive and it doesn't really turn the lights on, but. There is a wrong and a right way to pull a wire, and we all need to learn how to do that. And, um, <laughs> even how to secure a cable, whether it's on a cable tray or um, pin clipping a cable to the side of a truss or whatever, there's still learning and training and skills that need to be learned along those ways. But if your whole apprenticeship is pulling cables, yeah, it's not going to be much fun, and it's it's. It's, un- it's not going to happen. I think that's one of the myths that needs to be dispelled. Yeah. yeah. For, for me, I finished my time in the bar cleaning. And then I worked for myself as well for about three years down there. Had my own little business going. Um, it was quite a small market. And I didn't get rich, but it paid the bills. Um, and it, it led to opportunities up in Auckland. I did work for an Auckland company in, in Tritani. They offered me work up here. So... Um, yeah, I came to Auckland about 25 years ago, and yeah, now now I'm a fully fledged Jeffer, you know. Um, so I think I think back to I think back to my job interview, and it would have been about March 1987. You weren't even born, Rebecca. Yes, I was. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> I remember um, Jack Clark from Clark Brothers Electrical Services saying to me um, that you know you've got to be a jack of all trades to be a Sparky. You've got to be a builder you got to be a plumber. And he was exactly right, you do. But you have to be so much more too. You know, you've got to be a, a lawyer, you've got to be an accountant, you've got to be a debt collector. Um, you, you've got to really be a people person. And um, that's something that doesn't automatically come to a lot of people. You've just got to learn it as, as you know, the more time you spend in the trade, um, the, the easier those skills get. Um, mm. So, yeah. Absolutely. So one of the other um, myths that we were talking about was um, apprentices are just cheap labour and they don't get treated well, um, which we have talked about before in one of our podcasts as not being the case. Um, but it's probably a good one to touch on again because 
um, apprentices are, are, the, are the future of the industry. And, and really, I think a lot of electricians taking on apprentices actually, actually see that. Yeah, well, I think that any, any one of us who's gone through our trade and has become an electrician has had the privilege of going through the apprenticeship. And there's always going to be stories and there's always going to be hard days and times when you don't like your boss and there'll be stories that come out. But the reality is, is that, um, is that um, when you are an apprentice, you are an important part of the team. And, um, and that more often than not, I think that they're a valued part of the team, that most people recognise that they are in training, so therefore their skill level is not going to be um, at, at the same level as a tradesman or that expectation on them. And, and I believe, and even in this role that we've got, I, I get to see the different ways that guys are training their apprentices, and, and I'm really encouraged with what I see in the trades. You know, like I've even seen lately... Um, three different companies in the last month that actually take time out of their week to bring the apprentices in. Um, but usually, I think in most cases, it was midweek, and they would take a couple of hours in the middle of the week to just take the apprentices aside, talk about the jobs that are going on, and even do some um, like one-on-one -on -one training with apprentices. And to me, that's only going to create some really good apprentices. So that whole myth of, you know, they're just um, labour, whatever. There is times when they are going to be digging trenches, they are going to be cable tying, they are going to be doing, but those are still valuable tasks that need to be learnt. And so, yeah, I, I believe that um, most guys have a desire to train and train well. Yeah, it's the old saying, isn't it? I mean, anything that's um, good and worthwhile doing is never easy to achieve, you know? Um, yeah, it's a fact of life. When you do your apprenticeship, you're not going to start off on on uh, huge money, but if you stick with it, once again, as we've been talking about, um, you know the opportunities are going to be there to earn to earn a good living, and you can earn a good living as an electrician. Yeah, well, that actually brings up another point: is that um, it's you you don't get paid well as an electrician, and and this is probably a, a trades in general. Um, tradies don't get paid very much, um, and I think everyone needs to realise that you know it doesn't matter what you do; you have to start you start at the bottom, and that's not always going to be you know the big bucks, but it's certainly not uh, it's not the truth that the um, that the tradie or the electrician is, is, is always going to be at the bottom of the barrel. No, that's right. I mean, for me, I've never been without work. I've always earned a, um, earned a good income. I've always earned above the, um, above the average, average wage, looking at what they publish, you know, on the news and stuff. So um, I've, I've got no complaints. Yeah. No, I, I think, um, you know, there's no doubt that as an apprentice, you're, you um, you're never going to be making heaps of money, but you are still making money. And, um, and again, I think that the trend that's out there is that, um, is that employers want to look after their employees, and that includes apprentices. And, um, and I think also remembering that, you know, when you take on an apprentice, you, um, you are at times going to lose money off them because it is a training situation, but eventually... They won't. So, yep, during your apprenticeship, um, wages aren't going to be great. But then I think once you become a tradesperson and then even a, um, 
a senior tradesperson or somebody who really knows what they're about in the industry, then you can expect to be rewarded pretty well with that. And, and you know, there's all those little perks along the way as well. Often um, you won't be driving your own personal vehicle to and from work. You'll be getting a work vehicle, often cell phone paid for. So there, there is still, you know, I, I think it's super appealing at the moment when you when you look at what the average tradesman's getting paid, tradesperson, sorry, is getting paid. Um, yeah, uh, it should yeah, be young. Yeah, you, you earn what you learn, don't you? You come out of your apprenticeship with skills that are in demand and with no student debt. So, I mean, that's that's a huge advantage. Yeah, and I think that is a really big part of it as well, is that, um, you know, I went to university um, and I got a degree and that was the path that I chose. But I, I then had to balance um, spending all my time in classrooms with how do I earn a living and how do I pay my bills? So I had to have a, a secondary um you know, an income, which was secondary to my studies. And then there's all the student debt, which, you know, thankfully I've now gotten to the age where I've paid that off, but it took me a really long time. Whereas in an apprenticeship, it's, um, you're, you're gaining all those skills, you're doing that study, you're being a part of that team and you're getting that wage. And so that's, that's a, um, looking at it from, a, from where I came from, that's a pretty big thing and would be um, pretty cool to not have to think about where does that income come from? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, also when we're talking about work, it's such a massive part of our life, you know, it consumes a really big part of our day. And that whatever you do, sometimes you've got to go, well, you know, I might not be making as much as that person, but I love what I'm doing. And I think that in the electrical industry, um, if you want job satisfaction, which I think is huge, you know, like you need to be satisfied in what you're doing when you choose what you do. We're looking for unique people in the electrical trade that not only are they, uh, are they really switched on academically, but practically they've got the skills as well. They know how to use these hands. They know how to use their academic ability and put it into um, practical solving as well, problem solving. So... Yeah, I think it's a unique person that we're looking for in the electrical industry. Yeah, and I think that segues nicely into something that Nigel said earlier um, before we started recording, um, was that one of the other myths is that, that uh, being an electrician is a clean job. Um, you will get your hands dirty, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. Like That's the appealing side of it. For me, you know, I um, I, lo I liked, although it's not so much like that in this job, but I liked the getting grubby. I like getting up in ceilings under roofs or being in, in a factory where it is noisy and grubby. And, you know, um, yeah, oh, that was appealing to me. It, it isn't, uh, at times it is really clean and you will go home. Probably the worst thing you've got is sweaty armpits. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, was, that was something I'd hear a lot. You know, people would say, oh, it's a clean trade. But actually, there's, it's a very similar trade to plumbing in lots of ways. You know, there's, there's a lot of crossovers between the electrical trade and plumbing and gas fitting. So um, it's a trade like any other trade, you know. And, um, yeah, you do what you need to do to get the job done. And, yeah. 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 Get in there and you use your brain and you use your hands and and um, you go away feeling satisfied for what you've done. Yeah. 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 
Awesome. Oh, well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Um, that was really uh, interesting, and hopefully we've dispelled some of those myths out there. Well, cool. thank you. You're welcome. Always lovely to chat and see you guys. Thanks for listening to What's Up. Please make sure to check out all of our other social platforms and head over to our website for all Master Electrician's digital content. See you next week.